Kevin Bowen here. Don't forget to listen to The Fan now on 93.5 or 107.5 FM. And check out our latest coverage online at 1075thefan.com. Chicken dinner. The one and one Indianapolis Colts. Man, that sounds so much better than 0 and 2. Wow. I'm Kevin Bowen, back. Another edition of Kevin's Corner. Joey Molinero across the way, rocking his Cubs shirt after the Cubs beat the Reds last night. Cubs going to make the playoffs? Yes. I, I don't say they'll win the division or they'll be the first wild card or second wild card, but they'll make it. That's some confidence from the man that will be. Getting married this weekend. Shouts to him and his beautiful fiance Riley for what will be an awesome weekend. Can't wait to be there. Yeah, man. If uh, anybody has any advice or anything they want to offer up, you know my Twitter at Joey Molinero. Chime in, and I might I, I might read a few of those on the uh, on the podcast Thursday. Do you have um, any advice for the upcoming weekend? You've been through this last February. Yeah, I God, it sounds so cliche. Um, I mean, it certainly flies by. I just think you got to try and be super present at all times. Like, you know, whether it's rehearsal, you're hanging with your groomsmen, or you're a family, just like enjoy that time. Because if you start thinking about like, oh my gosh, walking down the aisle. Oh my gosh, what am I going to say with my vows? Uh, you know, is it time for a dance? Like, no. Like, no. just be, and I, again, that sounds so cliche, but um, yeah. I don't okay. know. Maybe. No, I like it. Okay. It's let a me, good reminder for let sure. Me talk to my wife, and maybe I have totally different advice. But, no, um, I like it. Yeah, man, I can't wait for uh, Saturday night. And then, obviously, the Colts and Falcons on Sunday. That's oh, what yeah. the vast majority of our listening audience cares about. But let's, let, let's start with Sunday, Joey. We're coming at you Tuesday morning. Wanted to get through Monday and Adam Vinatieri and any news on that. And we'll hit on that a little bit later in the podcast. But. Let's start here. It's a, it's a one-on-one football team, and the Colts found a way to get a critical road win, and I don't know, just one-on-one just has this just unbelievable feeling compared to what 0-2 would have been. Second year in a row. Right. One-on-one. Both of those wins on the road in week two, saving yourself from 0-2. Kind of similar wins. Right. Very just kind of Defense gritty. getting it done. Yeah. Um, making some plays down the stretch, and... um. What you've done with this win is you've just given yourself a little bit more margin for error, which with this football team, the margin for error, if you want to be a playoff team, it's not immense. There's not this massive amount of now you're getting helped out, I think, by some big time quarterback injuries and condolences to you and Ben Roethlisberger um, for that news. I'm um, sorry you. about that. So and Rudy, you trust now moving forward. Yep. But um. And I guess with the kicking situation for the Colts, that is lessening some of their margin for error. But again, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, you know, when the schedule came out in April, with Andrew Luck, you would have signed up for one and one mm-hmm. You would have signed up for one and one I don't want to hear anyone debating that. You would have. This is your hardest back-to-back stretch of the season. At Chargers, at Titans, I don't find me a harder back-to-back stretch. I don't think you can. And for the Colts to have split that, Shown promising football in some areas, shown inconsistent football in other areas. We'll touch on all that today. But all in all, you're going to take one and one, and now you've set up yourself a chance to go into your bye week above 500. Home to the Falcons, 
home to the Raiders, at the Chiefs. You know, if you can get two of those three, three and two going into the bye week is exactly where you want to be. Let's start, Kevin, with things that you liked from Sunday. Always nice to start with things you like after a victory. And fourth quarter defense, really stingent down there in Nashville. Dude, it all started with that Darius Leonard sack. Leonard sacks Marriott on a little bit of a spy. It was a third and five from, I think, the Titans 20 Right, at that point, I was like, man. I'd... Slipping away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. I was right there with you. I'm thinking, man, if Santos hits this field goal now, it's, what, 20 to 13, and you're just – you've put a lot of pressure on your offense that hasn't been able to hit on a chunk, hasn't established much of a run game. Marlon Mack was under three yards per carry. Mm-hmm. You needed a play. And Leonard didn't make the the crazy strip, you know, something like that, but it was a sack that pushed Tennessee from – 38-yarder to 45-yarder. Cairo Santos, you know, with a duck hook reminiscent of Adam Minateri's duck earlier in the game, and boom, you're in business. And, yes, you didn't score immediately after that, but that defense then went three and out, three and out, and they only allowed one first down in the final drive of the game. And I'm not going to sit here and all of a sudden be like, oh, my gosh, this is the defense we're going to see all year long. Mm -hmm. This is a top-10 unit. No, 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 no. But within the setting that you were in on Sunday afternoon, while the Titans' defense cracked on the Jordan Wilkins run, you didn't crack. And that's notable. That's impressive. And that's something they didn't do in week one. Um, I thought they did a really nice job of making sure Derrick Henry didn't get to that crack level. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Jordan Wilkins getting there for the Colts, but I don't know, Joy. I felt like watching that second half, you're kind of waiting. When's Henry going to bust one? For sure. When's Henry going to bust one? And he never did I thought they did a better job on just kind of disrupting Mariota's timing a bit and certainly Tennessee's offense the level of incompetence they showed in the fourth quarter um is commendable if you're a Colts fan it would be maddening if you're a fan of the Titans mm-hmm. I mean what the f- <laughs> almost cussed there what the hell were they doing on that final drive yeah we're gonna spike it on third down um we're gonna punt the ball away here, but we're gonna use up all forty-five seconds of the clock. We're not gonna have Mariota under center for the last twenty seconds of the clock. He's just gonna stand there so the Colts know that he's not hiking it. Yeah, wasn't a good look. Like, come on. Um But oh good for the Colts. I think Mariota's four of ten in the final quarter, which is great. Danico Autry, Joey was a stud. That's what you wanted to see in week one. I thought Kari Willis gave you some big snaps. Yep. Played about half the game. Um, he's a guy that I'd like to write something on later this week, but uh, yeah, all in all, I thought I thought the defense just kept you in it and 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 finished. And this team didn't do enough of that, obviously, in Week One and struggled in that area at times, certainly through that throughout that 2017 season. But uh, good work by the defense to close it out. I tweeted Sunday afternoon. I wish I had as much confidence in anything as Frank Reich has in going for it on fourth and one, game in the balance. In his own territory. <laughs> and he did that, and Jacoby Brissett came through, and it basically put the game on ice. Yeah, Joey, brass, you know what, for Frank Reich. Um, you know, it was kind of funny listening to Adam Archuleta talk about that play. He was, like, having an aneurysm, being like, oh, my God, what the hell is Frank Reich doing? Like, you punted away 100% here. And that's the defender and Adam Archuleta talking. That's the old school thinking when, when Frank Reich did it, I guess at the time I was kind of like, wow, this is kind of a ballsy move, gutsy move. You know, Frank Reich doing Frank Reich things, I think is what I tweeted. 
But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, this makes total sense. What is your best chance to win the game? Your best chance to win the game is I have the sixth overall pick. I have the 18th overall pick. It's 95 degrees. And I have Jacoby Brissett, who's 6'4 and 238 pounds, and clearly has shown a strength of QB sneaking it well. That's your best chance to win the game. Yes, could you have kicked it away? And but you just feel like that you would have an, you would have given the Titans a lot of time. Still had timeouts. Hell, they almost got into field goal range anyways yeah. on that final drive. I, I I get the ramifications like bobble snap or Jarrell Casey makes a Pro Bowl play. You probably lose the game. But if you can't pick up a fourth and one, I don't even know if it was a full one, a fourth and one with, again, the sixth overall pick, the 18th overall pick, and your 238-pound quarterback, you don't deserve to win the game. How much did it flash you back to Houston last year, though? It's a great question. So I obviously went back. I've hell. I I went. I went back and watched the play. I read. I read my articles from around that game. I I, I looked at the quote sheet. I, I forgot just how much I disagreed with how Frank Reich um made that call. The fact that he put the game on the line to throw the ball to Chester Rogers. Like this is totally totally different. Fourth and three versus fourth and one, throwing the ball to Chester Rogers versus a QB sneak. I, I, it could not be polar opposite. Yes, I guess the ramifications of if you fail, you probably lose the game. They both were, were, were there in those situations. But the percentages of picking up a QB sneak versus the percentages of converting a fourth and three, it, it just could not be any different. Um, I thought Reich had some good quotes yesterday. And in, in, in kind of further going back on that play, he goes, it's not recklessly trust your players. Like it, It's not like I'm just going to do this every single time. But we should get fourth and one. The percentages are with us. That's Reich saying that like, if you look at the analytics, what? You're probably going to get that QB sneak over 80% of the time? Something like that? I mean, you should convert that. So, yes. There was some belief he never even wavered. I mean, all of that stuff, that's fine and well. There are some coaches that certainly would have punted that ball away, without a doubt. And that's why you love Frank Frank Reich. Um, you know, he mentioned that he's a proponent, obviously, of finishing a game with the ball in your hands. And the Colts didn't end up doing that. They had to punt it away. Um, and I know some people are like, if you go for the fourth and one, why don't you throw it on the third and nine that you encounter a few plays later. I get that. I, I probably would have liked to have seen maybe more of a try and get try and get this first down versus just kind of a throwaway. I, I don't even know if it was like a delayed handoff to Marlon Mack or something like that. But I think Reich looked at it at the time of like, all right, this Tennessee offense can't drive 40 yards without any timeouts in 50 seconds. And they were close, but they weren't able to, to do that. And lastly, before we move on, Joey, this isn't so much in the Frank Reich belief, but I love seeing his reaction after the Eric Ebron hurdle. I don't know. I, I, I tweeted out um, a video of this yesterday. Ebron has the hurdle to start the game, the third and 12. Mm. And he comes over the sideline, and he's jacked up. And he slaps Frank Reich on the ass. And Frank Reich turns around and kind of like, not grabs him, but kind of gets in his face like, that's what I'm bleeping talking about. Mm. 
again, that's like belief in your player. Like it, that stuff resonates. And I guess I'm going off on a little bit of an Ebron tangent. That's a big boy play by by Eric Ebron. Yeah. I, I don't know if I thought Eric Ebron had those plays in him, to be honest with you. There were some third downs last year early in games where Eric Ebron dropped the football. And what you did there is Eric Ebron sent a message as high up as I think to Chris Ballard of like, I'm going to go get this first down. That play had no chance of being converted when Eric Ebron caught the football. He made an incredibly athletic play. And then where does Frank Reich's coaching come, come into play? He knows the Titans' defense, his hand on their hips, bitching at each other. How the hell do we give up third and 12? Here we go again. The Colts yeah. are going to beat us. Boom. Deep ball to Deion Kane, the very next play. Pass interference. And you've started to force the, the, the home team to play from behind. So Frank Reich coaching on point. You mentioned big boy football, and Jordan Wilkins was playing a lot of that in the second half. How about that? Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're third string running back. He hits the chunk that had been missing. You weren't getting anything going in the vertical passing game, which needs to improve. Marlon Mack was, I mean, for I mean, he was pretty much stoned all day, less than three yards per carry. Um, I think his longest carry, I think at the time, Joey, your longest carry of the day had been for 10 yards, longest rush. Your longest completion had been for 19 yards. You needed something. And Jordan Wilkins gave it to you. And it was a beautifully blocked play. Glowinski, Smith, Kelly, even Doyle. Um, I need to go back back and watch the All-22. I forget who the wideout was. But, I mean, yes, Jordan Wilkins found that crease and slipped right through it. I think he beat Malcolm Butler maybe to the hole, and then he was gone. Um, and good for Jordan Wilkins, you know. He's a, he's a guy that I, I like his mindset. Um, missed a full month during August with a foot injury, ankle injury. Um, kind of questions of whether or not he was going to make the squad. Definitely, yeah. There were there were some legit concerns. And you know, he kind of said to me a few weeks back, he go, week one, I don't really know, but I should be good to go by week two. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. I mean, he was good to go there. And, you know, I thought what Frank Reich did was eventually you felt like you were going to wear them down enough to hit that chunk. You know, he, he mentioned – he thought the Titans were a great edge-setting team. And to hit the chunk, you didn't get those edge plays that Marlon Mack hit in week one. They weren't really there. It was a very interior rush or run play where you hit that chunk. Um, and I thought the offense, yes, it probably largely struggled. But, man, were they good on third down in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference. When you go 50% on third down, 7-14, to 14, and you go three of three, I think it was, in the red zone, you're going to win a lot of football games. And situationally for this team, that's outstanding. There are questions about Jacoby Brissett from this game. There are questions about the run game outside of the big big play from, from Wilkins. But when you play like that situationally, you're providing your defense some complimentary football, and that was enough to get it done. Obviously, even with a win, there's things that you didn't like. Let's start with you jinxed him, man. You, you screwed it. We screwed it. Jacoby Brissett's turnovers. Um, it's amazing to me how many people believe in jinxes. Oh. <laughs> Do you <laughs> think people really believe that? Yeah. That's like a real thing. Oh, yeah. Every Sunday before a game. People thought I, I was because of me that luck retired. <laughs> so true. God. <laughs> Yeah, you probably were double locking your door for about the first week after the whole 
luck retirement. I, so every Sunday, I'm sure fans know this by now, I probably send out, I don't know, eight tweets before kickoff. And basically, I, I consider it just kind of interesting information, pertinent information. You're setting for, the scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice little lay of the land. People driving out of Lucas Oil Stadium, they're stuck in traffic. I want them to be up to date on things that I feel like you're probably going to hear Adam Archuleta or Spiro Ditas not credit me at all, but say those things on air. You know, that's that's that, that's what I'm going for. I pro- I mean, think about when Adam Vinatieri made 46 kicks in a row in 2014 or 2015. I probably tweeted out his streak every single week. Did I jinx him then? Nope. I, 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 I guess not eventually. Missed, Kevin. You know, Damn it. On that eighth time, I, I, I finally made him miss it. Like, come on. people! I probably had 50 people tweet at me. How dare you do your job, you jackass. Jackass. I am a jackass. Um, so, yeah, Jacoby Brissett, 167 straight pass attempts. Finally. Uh, through an interception to lo- great play about Logan Ryan, by the way. Did you get any uh, th- this tweet didn't age well? Yes, I got oh, a lot of people. God. People also t- uh, tweeting out old takes exposed. Oh my god! Yeah, because that's a take. Hey, I had I had two of my in laws message me like early in the week and be like, "You just jinxed him." I'm like, "Shut up!" Like, who? Stop it, people! Oh my God, man! Yep, I should I shouldn't be this. And I'm like, should I retweet these people and be like, Wow, you're giving me a lot more credit than I if I had this power, right? I sure as hell wouldn't be doing the job that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, on Brissett, I just if I'm going to give him an A minus in week one, I'm probably going to give him a C in week two. Um, now there were some positive moments, like I've said, third down and red zone, very good. A red zone. I, I thought the touch he had on the Campbell touchdown and the Hilton touchdown were outstanding throws. But I thought in general, and, and I should commend him for some of the plays he kept alive. Do you see the Kenny Vaccaro quote? What do you say? Kenny Vaccaro. Um, let me find this. So Kenny Vaccaro obviously tightened safety. Mm-hmm. He made sure to find Brissett after the game and goes, hats off to Jacoby Brissett. He's a tough football player. Tough, tough football player. He was slinging guys off his back like a wild bull. I told him after the game, came up to him. I never talked to him before and said, hey, bruh, bruh, B-R-U-H. I think I spelled that right. You're a tough player. I respect you. Some quarterbacks just dive on the ground when they see color. By color, he means the opposing jersey. Yeah. that that's a high high compliment. You ever had any of your buddies get on like a mechanical bull at a bar? Oh yeah, down in Louisville. I think my fiance was doing that and her bachelorette party. I had one of my friends do that one time at Cadillac Ranch. That man was thrown around like a pen. Yes, a pen ball. I forgot about Cadillac Ranch. Yeah, yeah. I think Iowa one time drank that bar out of beer during the Big Ten championships. <laughs> but basically, with Percet, you know, I. I I love the toughness. I love all that we saw in the first half. The O-line wasn't great on Sunday. Um, we knew there were going to be some pre-snap issues and trying to handle kind of exotic looks and, and things like that. But I just thought the Colts were a little sloppy, getting out of the huddle late, some pre-snap stuff, some identification stuff. Um, he just wasn't as accurate as he was in week one, which, look, we got to expect inconsistencies. We got to expect these sorts of moments. He needs to grow, definitely. Um, 
but I just didn't think he was as consistent as he was in the opener. Uh, maybe that's Tennessee playing a little bit more press man, and the Colts couldn't hit on those chunks, but that's something that they are going to have to get going. The vertical passing has got to be there. And I think of all the starting quarterbacks in the NFL that are healthy, Joey. Brissett's got the fewest amount of passes over 20 yards through the first two games. And I get it. You're you're running the ball really well. But Frank Reich even knows, look, we've got to get a little bit more in the passing game. I'd like to see Deion Kane and Paris Campbell evolve, targeted a little bit more. Campbell's only target was the touchdown. I think Kane only had two targets. Um, and, and you saw the vertical speed there w- w- with Kane. So um, we'll get a clearer picture on Jacoby Brissett after a month, month and a half. But so far, we've seen really good, mm-hmm. and we've seen average. Yeah, that's what we have seen. And but for a team, sorry, fair to no, say no, that, that I mean the average obviously is enough to win yes, a ball game, right? Yeah, because, he makes again, those plays in the red zone, third down, things like you said. Huge. The situational plays were huge. Third down, red zone. The two turnovers, that is where this game could have teetered. Your defense kept you in it at that point. And that's where if the Colt, if your defense doesn't keep you in it, we, we look at those two turnovers and we see, we say, Jacoby Brissett cost the Colts this game. Or, you know, played into yep. costing them this game. And those two turnovers just can't happen. Because when you're a team right now, and your kicking situation isn't helping it, but when your team right now is has, is, has such a small margin for error to win road games... You cannot make those turnovers that you made. But, um, again, I think the next three weeks or so, we'll get a better picture on number seven. Last thing here of things you didn't like, Kevin, before we get into Twitter questions, uh, Darius Leonard has a concussion protocol, right? Yeah. He suffered that on Sunday? I I guess, yes. Um, Concussion-like symptoms developed after the game on Sunday. I went back and watched the second half last night. It was my third time watching it um, to try and – find Leonard woozy or something there was one play ironically right before he made the sack um, on that drive the uh, the Santos missed field goal that maybe he gets up a hair slow but he played all 60 snaps so it's not like anything that took him off the field where he had to go get checked out and led the team with 10 tackles but um I have an article up on 1075thefan.com where um it details the 2018 concussions the Colts had. They had six concussions last year. And two of those six guys were in protocol on the Monday after a Sunday game and played that following Sunday. So, I guess 33% chance Darius Leonard plays. I, I You know, concussions are impossible to predict. Systems, symptoms how guys react to a practice setting, all those things of the protocol, the five-step protocol that they need to clear. The big thing for Leonard is this. He probably needs a practice Wednesday. Be a limited participant Wednesday at practice for him to play on uh, on Sunday. Pierre Desir, they're still evaluating that, Joey, on his situation. Um you know, he left early in the third quarter. Obviously, if he's out, Rocky Yassine and Quincy Wilson take a big step, big step forward in their playing time. Uh, but, yeah, a couple more defensive injuries to watch here going into week three. All right, man, you want to do some Twitter questions? Dude, I think we, for, I think we forgot Vinny. That's on me. 
Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Things didn't like Vinny. Wow. So I think I originally emailed like, uh, let's do Vinny at the start. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, the Colts won. Let's start with the positives and then let's get into Vinny. And I oh, just left them yeah, out of things of I didn't like. How could I forget? Vinatieri, yeah. What's the latest? So there's no retirement. <laughs> there's no benching. There's no cutting. Anna Vinatieri will kick for the Annapolis Colts Sunday afternoon inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, and more or less, the reason he still has his job is because of his resume. You know, Frank Reich made it abundantly clear yesterday on the conference call that Adam Vinatieri's longevity in this league is why he's still kicking. His 24 years of experience, what he's done, there's different standards for Vinatieri than there is for the other 52 guys in the locker room. To a degree, I get that. To a degree, I'm also thinking, when does it become a point in time where Adam Vinatieri's career just doesn't make up for mistakes that would get 99% of kickers cut because there were signs of Adam Vinatieri last year being a below average kicker. The stats indicate it. He was a below average kicker in the NFL last year. Like, do we keep on going back from he's made all these kicks in the Super Bowl, he's the all-time leading scorer? Like, where's that fine line? Yeah. Because there is a fine line there mm-hmm. between is this Kobe Bryant's final year at the Lakers? Is this MJ with the Wizards? Is this Peyton Manning not, not being able to throw the ball from me to you in that final season with the Broncos? Like, where is that fine line between father time is there and you're still giving this guy the benefit of the doubt because his career, which I feel like I have to say this every time we talk about Vinny, again, he can go shank 15 more kicks, and I still think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, oh, yeah. without a doubt. And I, Adam Vinatieri, I like him. He's been very good to me. He's reached out to me at times um, in my life, and I won't get into, like, too many details about it, but he's been very good to me, basically, is what I'm saying. So I, I would like for this guy to find it again. I love great stories. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always said it. No I mean, one's rooting for Vinny to no. keep missing kicks, no. right? No one's saying, oh, man, he really needs to get out. It's just the reality of the situation. And the reality sucks, Joey. It sucks. And Frank Reich, I guess I get it. Publicly, you have to say that you, there's no concern. But if your D-line had just gotten gashed for 250 yards or your O-line just gave up seven sacks, you'd probably say after the game, we need to pass protect better, or we need to stop the run better. Like, let's not run away from, there's a kicking problem in Indianapolis. And thankfully, Jim Irsay isn't afraid to publicly state that. Yeah. Um, how how crazy was it how close what we talked about last Thursday came to be on Sunday? Him him having a chance when he missed, to kick for the win. When, yeah. when, he, when he missed to bring it to only 19-17, to 17, I was like, holy, right. it's right. happening. Yeah. Santos is going to go down there and make a kick, and then Vinatieri is going to have... Yeah. A 42-yarder for the win. And Reich, as crazy as Reich is, and again, this is Reich. Like, this is why some people love, love Frank Reich's loyalty. Like, some will call it loyal to a fault. Some will say that is what coaching 101 should be. You back your players in any situation. My thought process is, did that win cloud the Colts thinking on how big of a kicking problem they have? Mm -hmm. What if you lose that game? What if Mariota gets one more first down? And you start 0-2 because of your kicker. What I'm interested to see, Kevin, is that these next two weeks at home, like you mentioned, kicks much better at home, on the turf, inside the dome, hey. or Lucas Oil, and then you go on the road again. What do we got? Dude, today, Colts Complex, Vinny's going to Ursay's office, getting his phone, 
going on Twitter and saying roof is closed. All caps. <laughs> roof is closed. Earliest announcement in Lucas Oil Stadium history. Right, yeah. Roof clo- uh, 5% chance of rain. I just saw Chuck Lofton said it th- this morning. Roof See is ya. closed. Yeah. Because I will say, these five games that he's missed, and I will repeat the stat again, seven kicks inside of 35 yards. Seven. Four to the right, three to the left. I went back and watched all seven kicks yesterday. It's not pretty. Some off the upright, some duck hooks, some big slices. I Definitely just overthinking it now, right? Like trying to overcorrect one way or the other. I think it's that. Because we've watched him kick. You watched him kick yeah. at training camp. I mean, length and distance, you're pointing to your head right now. I can't believe I'm saying out of an Atari, it could be between the years, but is it? You know, is it between the years? And I guess that's part of the reason Frank Reich's backing him any, even more, because you don't want to make a guy that could be mentally question himself, question himself even more. Uh, now, Frank Reich would not commit. He deferred that question to Chris Ballard about um, guys working out. I think it's a must. You have to bring kickers in, in, into workout. Think back to last year. Adam Vinatieri injures his groin against the Bills. Misses two extra points in that game. He's iffy for the next game against Oakland. What do the Colts do? They bring in guys to work out. Hell, I think Santos might have been one of the guys. They 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 bring in a few kickers, and what did Adam Vinatieri say? That pissed me off. Guys are coming in the building trying to take my job. I don't want that. Well, so, light a fire under Adam Vinatieri right now. Because clearly, the technique flaw that they spotted week one was not corrected in week two. Um, I know Pat McAfee mentioned maybe a plant issue plant leg issue yeah. um I guess plant with McAfee that could have gone a couple <laughs> of ways but yeah plant leg issue um and I thought McAfee actually had a really good breakdown he talked to Vinatieri on Sunday night um I don't know man is it what, mental what, I mean that from afar that's what I would put it on uh just because to me it's like like you said with those distances with and, how it's either push or you know it and the mix of right and left exactly where it's like so it's, okay now I'm overcorrecting right yeah uh what what is there to be made is there anything to be made of of what Stephen Holder tweeted out about his interaction with Vinatieri after the game when Vinatieri said yeah you will hear from me tomorrow were we gonna hear from him tomorrow and the Colts got together and said hey let's not make any rash decisions we've seen that here a time or two before yeah I'm what, glad you brought happened? that up um. You know, basically, you know, Vinny, I don't know if he thought for some reason players talk on Monday and they don't. We're taping this Tuesday morning. He's scheduled to talk on Tuesday. Players under Frank Reich, Monday is the day off for players. They don't talk to the media. Tuesday, which is usually the day off around the NFL, that's when the first media availability of the week is. So it's very rare, very rare for Adam Vinatieri not to talk after a game. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. So... Maybe that raw emotion had Adam Vinatieri thinking one way and maybe sleeping on him, sleeping on it, you know, changed his mind. You know, that's something Jim Irsay, I thought, accurately stated. You can't make an emotional decision here. And, you know, it's different than Andrew Luck because I think with Andrew Luck, Joey, Jim Irsay mentioned, if your heart's not into it, we're not going to talk you back into it. I don't think this is a hard issue with Adam Vinatieri. Again, I think it's more of just like mental, and I don't know, maybe there is a slight physical ailment, something. But I can't believe 
I'm going to walk into Lucas Oil Stadium Sunday and think to myself, if Adam Vinatieri misses the first kick, he will be booed. They will be booing probably more of the situation of the Colts not parting ways with them. But the last two times the Colts have played inside of Lucas Oil Stadium, they've booed one person on the side of their building. And again, they booed more of the situation around Angela. Yeah. And now they might boo Adam and Terry. You can imagine those oh odds in Vegas don't a month tell, ago. Don't tell Greg Gumbel. No oh boy. Another, another, That's another, a great question. You know, boo controversy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anything else on Vinny? Lastly, I I will say this, Joey. I don't have a great answer for what the Colts should do because I can't sit here and look at these kicking resumes and think to myself, that's a no-brainer. Go bring in that guy. Go bring in Cole Hedlund. Go bring in Cody Parkey. Go bring in Greg Joseph or see if I still have those names on my phone. Elliot Fry. Remember those names we were rattling off last week oh, on the yeah. podcast? Elliot Fry, Young Hoku, Tristan Vizcaino, or Greg Joseph. I mean, do they work at Salesforce? <laughs> you know, like, well, I have no idea who those people are. Um, do you see what McAfee did with his video? <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, I actually thought. Um, like, <laughs> that, hey, that what good. we got here? Um, but that's why I think to myself, you see three of eight to start the year. You see these seven missed kicks inside of 35 yards. There are a lot of people, a lot of people in America that can be better than that. There are, frankly. But obviously it's different kicking in an NFL stadium on a Sunday. And, and I do believe Vinatieri will get it together. I think kicking inside will help because of the five games, four of them were purely outdoors. Yeah. And one of them, I think, was open roof NRG Stadium or T.Y. Hilton Stadium down <laughs> in Houston. But look, you're going to kick outside again. You know, Vinny could go, what, four for four the next two weeks, and then boom, it's Sunday night in Arrowhead. And we know how that worked right. out last time he yeah. was there. So I just think that you're creating you're creating an odd dynamic in your locker room when you say it's not about one player, but you've created different standards for that player versus anyone else in your locker room. I get that he's a Hall of Famer, but I also get that he's 46 years old and he's had, find me a stretch. Find me a five-game stretch where a kicker's missed seven kicks inside of 35 yards. And he's still on that squad. Right. Yeah. Find me that. Like, we can separate Hall of Fame resume from potentially father time has caught up to him. And what if this happens again down the road? Like, this is a one-on-one football team, Joey. The AFC South, after two weeks, it looks like maybe first one to nine. First one to ten. I mean... Yeah. We aren't seeing a buy coming out of the AFC South in all likelihood. You're going to need Adam Vinatieri's right leg many times this year. Week 14, what if he, you know, some little injury flares up because he is older than 99%, 100% of the players in the NFL? That's where I would say I'd probably lean towards making a switch. But again, I can't look at Greg Joseph's of the world and be like, that dude's going to come in here and be 92%. That it on video? Yeah. I know it was a lot. Yeah. That's it, man. Okay. I, I, I will I, probably get some Twitter questions about it. I'm, I'm I sure. really hope he makes one on Sunday. All right. Let's do some Twitter questions All right. then. From Scotty, if Leonard clears concussion protocol, but not until Friday, even with no practice, I think Reich and Eberflus will still put him in. Do you agree? No. Uh, you aren't allowed. Yeah. 
Scotty, no. Independent neurologist is the final clearance on that. I think that typically comes Saturday morning. So, um, Dale, this is not 19, hell, not 2004. I mean, you got to be cleared by an independent neurologist to play. So this is not tough guy football like it used to be. Colts had a couple delay of games. This is from Rusty. Colts had a couple delay of games on third and short. Anyone ask Frank if that is a him problem or a Jacoby problem? Also, they got a delay of game after a timeout. That has to be the coach's fault, correct? Yeah, I don't know if that was all delay of games. I think one time was a false start. Jacoby had the clapping, clapping penalty. You can't aggressively clap anymore as a quarterback. To, like, try to get the snap? Yeah, you can't, like, that can't be your cadence sort of trigger, per se, because, I don't know, stupid. I think it's a ter- stupid rule. Colts are still trying to get clarification from Al River on the head of officials on that. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought there were some issues pre-snap identification. And to be fair, I think that's a bit to be expected against this team because Tennessee is one of the more exotic defenses in the league. Uh, but I think that's how Jacoby will also be tested moving forward is kind of throw some more stuff at him. And it seemed like Tennessee was pretty content to kind of rush four or five, drop everyone else in coverage, and make Jacoby make the correct read and kind of check it down all day long. Gabe has a hypothetical here. He says, what if Luck didn't retire, and with the possibility of Big Ben being out, how much could Ballard get for Brissett or even with the Saints? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, let me clear something up real quick for everybody who doesn't follow Pittsburgh as, as closely as I do, obviously. The Steelers feel about Mason Rudolph, how the Colts feel about Jacoby Brissett. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would have never so known that. he wasn't going anywhere. Right. Well, I mean, they traded Josh Dodds away, which clearly yeah. shows how much you know they care about Mason Rudolph as well. And obviously the Saints invested – Quite a lot in Teddy Bridgewater from a financial standpoint. You know, Joey, the more I'm watching this NFL this year, like you hang on to all your quarterbacks. Yeah. Don't geez. you? I mean, Luke Fall or Trevor Simeon last night. It's like been a bad run so far. Oh man. I don't know if it's just a two week thing, but boy, I I we might be getting some Chad Kelly, Brian Hoyer trade questions. I there I guess there's a potential market out there for him. Because so many teams are banged up a quarterback right now. But again, if you're the Colts, would you move them? I probably wouldn't, unless they're off, you know, unless it's like the Godfather, their offer is too good to refuse, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Matt, can you tell me what I'm missing with Wilkins? The guy's great whenever he touches the ball. Should he not be getting way more snaps than he is? I still think he's the best running back on our team. Oh, wow. Jeez, Matt. Hmm. Jordan Wilkins' agent. I was going to say, there's. it's just Matt, so I didn't say if there was Matt Wilkins on right. there or anything. I was going to say, CAA or something. Um, all right. Uh, no, I don't think, you know, Marlon Mack just had how many yards in week one? 174? Uh, Are now, people ever going to be sold on Marlon Mack? Or is this... No, no. Now, I, I, we've always been big in the Jordan Wilkins camp. You know, I looked up a stat yesterday. I think there's like 80-some running backs in the NFL that have at least 65 carries in their career. So, yeah, that's a pretty good sample size. Marlon Mack has a full yard per carry lead on any other running back in the league. Like six point something. Six point four, I want to say. Now, he's busted two two uh, runs over 50, which help. But still, you take his other runs, he's still like a 4.8 yard per carry guy. So, yeah. I, I, I think Jordan Wilkins is a nice change of pace guy that can be more of a bell cow than Naeem Hines. I mean, Marlon Mack is still a very effective runner. So, um, in the 95-degree heat, Frank Reich wanted to mix and match a little bit of both. And, um, you know, I think both 
guys bring something a little bit different running style, but both bring something. Um, so, yeah, I don't, you know, maybe Jordan Wilkins deserves a little bit more run, but, I mean, hell, you almost you had one of your best days as a franchise running the football week one, and Jordan Wilkins didn't see the field. Cody wants to know, do you think Kari Willis deserves more playing time and maybe even a starting position this year? I think he's knocking on that door, man. You know, Clayton Gathers has not had a very good first two weeks, Joey. Um, the snap counts at safety last week were Hooker played every snap, as he should. Gathers played 42 of 60, and Willis played 30 of 60. Willis played 30 snaps, 12 less than Gathers, had four more tackles. Hmm. I thought there were some big plays in that second half where Kari Willis came up there and made, and made a stop. Yeah. It, remember back in May, Joey, we probably thought at the time Willis was going to see potentially the most playing time of any rookie. And we're starting to see that. Obviously, Rocky Seen is is playing a ton, as he should and might have to with the peer-to-seer injury. But um, I like what I'm seeing from, from Kari Willis. And the Colts have... I think the Colts are getting closer to Gather's snap counts came down in one week. Willis's snap counts went up. Now, what I want to see is how does that trend go moving forward? How much was that just like heat related in Nashville? Because I do think there was something of that. From Rob, true or false, Brissett needs to win at least one playoff game to be a franchise quarterback as they were borderline playoff team to begin with. Anything less and the Colts are looking to draft someone to compete for the starting job. Yeah, probably false. That's that's too harsh. You got to win a playoff game. I I don't. You know, if you go nine and seven and lose a heartbreaker in the wild card, I I you know, and Jacoby Brissett shows me something. I still think he can be, and that's coming from a guy that's probably more on the let's make sure we properly evaluate this season and not think that you have the guy when the guy turns out to be, you know, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, insert whatever, Alex Smith. I, I don't know. Would you take Alex Smith? I. I I don't even know. Well, it's funny that you brought that up because Stan asks, is it fair to compare Jacoby Brissett to Alex Smith? For all the positive and negative implications that may have, depending on how you view Smith, if Brissett is a Smith-level quarterback in 2019, how do you proceed? Boy, that's a good question, Stan. Um, If I know that I'm getting Alex Smith for the next 10 years out of Jacoby Brissett, I don't know how you can sit there as a franchise and say that's your franchise quarterback. Mm. I mean, look look what Kansas City eventually did. And San Fran. Yes. You know, now San Fran is still trying to catch up, but Kansas City, with Alex Smith, a playoff quarterback, they said, no, here comes Patrick Mahomes. And look how that's paid off for him. So, um, I don't think this franchise would accept 10 years of Alex Smith quarterback play. And I'm not saying Jacoby Brissett is going to be 10 years of Alex Smith. I want to see more out of him in 2019 before I give that concrete answer. But if he's going to be Alex Smith, no, Joey, I'm 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 trying to find a quarterback. And that's probably why, you know, we got a lot of questions about Minka Fitzpatrick and the Colts trading for him. Yeah. And good for your Steelers on, yes. on making that move. Yeah. But I think the Colts are in a position where Pittsburgh believes Big Ben is still going to play. Mm-hmm. So they don't need the draft capital as much. The Colts potentially could still need the draft capital. Right. We're two games into the season, people. We're not crowning anyone just yet. And I think you just you have to have that draft capital in your back pocket just in case. From Eric, is the biggest team improvement this season the defensive line so far also could make a case for the receivers? And who is the special teams coach so I can distribute blame properly? <laughs> 
What about Fendrell, the special teams coach? Wow, what a great 2018 season for that unit, and it has been a ugly, ugly start in 2019. What do you say? The D-line's been the best unit? Yeah, possibly receivers. Really? Man, I would definitely not say receivers. Um, D-line has had moments. Uh, they've gotten off the quarterback decently well, but definitely struggled against the run week one. We're better against the Titans. Um, yeah, I don't know who I would give a great unit to. Well, I would say running backs. Probably up there is one of your better units so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Dr. Spaceman wants to know mm. any insight on why they're calling false starts on QBs for clapping this year. Yeah, that's something hopefully we'll get a little bit more clarity on. It's it's the NFL just being stupid, honestly. I I I I hate it. And how about these roughing the passer penalties we're seeing, Joey? And how about the um, pass interference challenges? Oh my gosh. <laughs> how afraid is Mike Vrabel and Frank Reich to throw their flags on Sunday? I don't blame them. I was personally victimized by that call on were Sunday, you? so yeah. But in the roughing, I don't. Did you catch the end of that Broncos Bears game? Oh, that was brutal. The Bradley Chubb roughing what the passer. What was that? Dang man, I feel bad for the Broncos, man. That is that's rough. And should that second of ran off? I think so be, because he wasn't. The clock ran out before he was officially down. Yeah, I didn't like the end of that game at Dude, all. There's been some unbelievable finishes though in the first couple weeks. Of right. And how about these Colts games? Like, has it been the greatest football? No. But man, I don't know about Colts fans, but like, that's some that's some sixty minute intense football. Like you aren't leaving early to go to the grocery Heck during no. those games. Oh no. my gosh! Yep, my stomach's growling just thinking about it. Hell, Mannings are paying off, baby. Keep <laughs> keep saying them. Uh, from Lloyd, do you have a problem with Malik Hooker going for interceptions with one hand on the ball? Although they look glorious, we want turnovers, not Sports Center top ten highlight plays. <sighs> I, don't, I mean, I guess one hand is all he could have done in the Chargers game. I guess he maybe could have gotten two on it, but like, stop. I mean, we are not gonna critique Malik Hooker that hard. I mean, he he had a great pass deflection. Was it the last drive of the game or one of those fourth quarter drives? Made a big time um, break up on Delaney Walker. I don't. I I don't think that's what's going through Malik Hooker's head. No. Don't don't think he's sitting here saying SB best play of the year award. Uh, he's got a couple more here. Should the Colts consider trying to add weight on Leonard to allow him to take on more blocks? You know, it's a question that I've gotten a few times. Leonard Leonard was chirping a little bit on Twitter, which is kind of anti him after the game. I somehow got tagged in it. I think someone was replying to me. Maybe honestly that that, that question. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to go there yet, but I would say Darius Leonard has not certainly not been a Pro Bowl level linebacker in the first two weeks you know I mean he gives himself an F for week one gave himself a B for week two a tad generous I don't I mean he got 10 tackles and a huge sack but I don't know I I, I saw a couple miss misses in the run fits and the Quez and Barry touchdown uh, miss Mariota on that final drive that could have been a huge scramble as well so that's that. That'll be something worth monitoring moving forward. From Dustin, with Devin Funchess now returning until around week ten or eleven, how many catches, yards, and touchdowns would he need in the last few weeks to earn a new contract year? Oh, that's tough for me to gauge. He says twenty to thirty catches, three hundred to four hundred fifty yards, and three to four touchdowns. Yeah, I guess that would probably be enough. I don't know, man. What about? Um, I think a lot of it depends on what Deion Kane shows you. And I didn't realize this. 
uh, Jalen Ramsey's agent is the same agent. Um, I'm, I'm talking Colts free agents here. Eric Ebron's agent. And you think about the money that that guy's gotten for Landon Collins and now the Brinks truck of Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Eric Ebron is looking for cash. Lots, lots of dinero. Mucho dinero in 2020. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if Funches shows you something, yes. But also I think if Deion Kane really comes on, to me that could spell the end for Devin Funches in Indianapolis as well. From Tao, two random thoughts. One, Kari Willis seemed to flash on Sunday. Thoughts? Two, can Brissett learn how to throw guys open? Seems like the elite QBs all have this skill, but JB seems to hold till they're open. Agreed on Willis, and I think that's a really good point on Brissett. There were a couple plays that I thought CBS did a nice job of going back. Maybe like the Hilton comeback that Malcolm Butler climbed over his shoulder and broke up. You just felt like if that timing is just a little bit more on, is that completion made? And I think those are just some of the fine-tuned sort of elements in Jacoby Brissett's game that need to occur. Um, so yeah, I I I would agree with that with that comment out of a towel, towel. Cool. Peek behind the scenes here. Never mind. I wasn't even rooting. Okay, no, no, no. We're good. We get, hey, we get, we get DM Twitter questions. Right. We yeah. get Twitter questions just on the platform of that notifications. We try to combine them all. There so it is. we're sifting through 35 documents every right. time on Kevin's Corner. Exactly. From John, what should the Colts do to try and stop Julio Jones? Mm. Pray the rosary. Jay that dude's good. Meetings, yeah. What do you think? Malik Hooker over the top a lot? One would think no yeah. one shadowing them, right? I mean, I, I mean, especially if Desir's out. Yeah. I mean, Desir was your closest thing to a shadow. Um, yeah, I, I just think you got, and again, this is where you want to see the Colts take the next step defensively. There's a guy on the other team that can single-handedly beat you. Have a game plan to take him away. Don't just think that effort and cover two and alignment and assignment is going to get it done. Lucas Robbins wants to know if uh, Leonard misses week three, who starts in his place, Okariki or Speed? That's a good question. I would guess Okariki. Speed made his debut on uh, Sunday, didn't play a single defensive snap. Um, but, yeah, I would, I'd I'd assume you move Walker to the will. Okariki plays the mic. Again, that would be my guess. Um, maybe EJ Speed to the full week of practice becomes that if you don't want to move Walker away from the mic. Uh, but I would go with an Okariki Walker. Cabo. From Joey, my biggest personal concern with the team is the lack of downfield passing. Is that the reality with Jacoby, or does Frank Reich plan on opening things up in the future? Well, I mean, I think there were some plays dialed up that just didn't come to fruition. And obviously we saw last year. Last year was honestly a three-week issue. You didn't see much vertically out of Andrew Luck, and that yards per attempt number was really low. But I will say that you know Luck probably was a little bit more shoulder related, old er, earlier in that year. I mean, didn't we see Jacoby throw the hail mary? I think it was in week three last year. Yep. The, the numbers I don't like right now with Jacoby Brissett and the passing game. Again, his yards numbers don't really impact me. Like you're running the ball terrific, so you're still getting a good amount of yards. But it's the yards per attempt and the sack percentage numbers. Those numbers aren't great. They're indicating a little bit of holding onto the ball too long, not enough shots down the field. Um, 
we're two weeks into it, one-eighth of the season. Let's see it play out a little bit more. From Laura, with the sheer number of long-term quarterback injuries in the league right now, would there be a market for Swag Kelly if the Colts were to put him on the 53-man roster? You know, Laura, I would have laughed at this question probably a week ago, um, even the you know getting trade value for Brian Hoyer, but now I don't think I'd laugh at it too much. Um, now what? The the you guys got a the Steelers got a fifth rounder for Dodds from Jacksonville. Yes. I can't imagine Chad Kelly or Brian Hoyer would be worth more than a fifth rounder. I can't, definitely not Kelly. Um. So again, maybe you could get something, but back of my mind, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting softer, but I feel like I. And I am changing my stance a little bit, but these quarterback injuries have got me scared right now. How did Ben get hurt? It was just, um, it was non-contact. Really? It was just a ligament, yeah. He was feeling a little bit of discomfort and kind of inflammation um, mm-hmm. end of the New England game, then after the New England game, and then some just ripped on Sunday. Oh, God. Yeah. I saw Bree. Breeze hit Donald's helmet uh-huh. or hand or something. Man. Yeah, I'd, I scored 45 points at fantasy thanks to Drew Brees' injury. <laughs> Should I DM him and tell him he's a soft individual and he cost me? I don't see why not. Pride. Yeah. From Jorge, do you think people are too hard on Jacoby? I think that 20 years of prime QB play misleads our fans to trust that a quarterback has to be elite every Sunday to win in the NFL. Um, Yes and no, Jorge. I mean, certainly we've been spoiled a bit in this market for watching quarterbacks. I think we also know what mediocre quarterbacks look like. <laughs> we've seen a lot of them. You see um, a lot of them in your own division, too. Exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> on the opposing sidelines, playing in the AFC South. So what I keep on coming back to is we should critically evaluate Jacoby Brissett this year because you want to find out, are there tools there? that you believe one day he can become a top 10 quarterback because going into next offseason, you have some assets that you can potentially draft a franchise, elite, whatever you want to call it, quarterback that maybe has a few more ready-made characteristics than Jacoby Brissett. Um, So I, I think it's fine to critically evaluate. I don't think anyone here is sitting here grading them like, that man needs to be an all-pro QB this year. That man needs to be a must-pro bowler. No, no, no. But, you know, considering the, the 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 coaching staff and the team around him, you know, being a top 15 quarterback, top 20 quarterback in the league, that should happen. From Skoog, he always stirs the pot here on Kevin's Corner, man. He asks, a train is Scoogie. traveling A train is traveling at 100 miles per hour from Boston to New York. Danico Autry is traveling at 10 miles per hour from New York to Boston. On the same track. How much does the damage cost after Autry completely demolishes that choo-choo? Oh, my God. As much as our nation's debt. Three trillion. <laughs> Autry was a man among boys. You know Mike Skoog. Skoog is, was one of the great centers in Clay Junior High football history. Really? Yeah. He, he, he was playing back in the day. Skoog's huh? got a big following on the, on the social media. Yeah, he does. That was a confusing question, though. That was one of those I-step questions. They still do I step? I think so. I don't know. I don't think it's against the law yet or anything. God, I hated those. Autry was a menace, though. That's that's what you want to see out of him. I thought Grover Stewart played pretty well too. He had, he had a couple moments, and um, you could use Turay back. You know, I, I thought the edge 
edge rushing maybe a little bit lacking, and the Falcons are banged up on their O line. So I'll be curious to watch it on Sunday. From Josh, how big has T.Y. Hilton been for this offense? Seems like he's primed for a big year based on his training camp and is even more determined to be the guy now for Brissett. Huge. Yeah, I love the Colts behind-the-scenes video they had from uh, the game on Sunday. Kind of had Hilton mic'd up, or I don't know, it seemed like they had him mic'd up. Just seeing his teammates react to some of the big plays he makes. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like every week I say something to the effect of, do not take that kid for granted. He, Hell, he's no kid anymore. He's probably just as old as I am. Um, God, T.Y. Hilton's a damn good football player. Really good. Yeah, he is. Three touchdowns. Tied for the league lead after two weeks. Yep. A ghost, man. Sliding through defenses. Um, Stanley Cup champions at B-Stock. I think this is Brett Stockglausner still celebrating from his St. Louis Blues. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, can Rigo not kick field goals? I know a lot of kickers specialize, but I think he should be at least getting a look if things don't go well in the home opener. Rigo can kick field goals. I don't think the Colts would put him out there to kick field goals. That's an operation that, of course, we saw in week one where the Chargers got into a late in the week. You know, Bagley got hurt on a Friday. They had no choice. They had to reinvent the wheel late in the week for their kicking operation. I think if you had a lot of time, you would bring a new kicker in, let Rigo continue to be your holder. That was a nice hold by Rigo on that second PAT. Yeah, Luke Rhodes had a bit of an errant snap. And I thought McAfee made it clear, that's still a kick you got to make. Mm-hmm. You know, once that snap gets down and good, Adam Vinatieri's kicked, you know, 500 and some field goals in his career. So um, Rigo did kick at Hawaii. But again, I don't think that's something where you'd want him doing the entire operation. From Alex, if Vinny has another bad game and retires, do we admit that the players on the side of Lucas Oil Stadium may be cursed this year? <laughs> if so, could we put Tom Brady up there? <laughs> Who is that? Alex. Uh, Alex Novello. Alex, pat yourself on the back. Early Tuesday morning, you were on it. Um, I mean, think about it, dude. If Vinny retires, now you got another opening on that. You have three openings on the side of the building if Vinny retires. Because right now you've got Vinny, Hilton, thank you to luck, and a horseshoe. I was going to say, yeah, they're forgetting about T.Y. on the right. south side of the stadium. Knock on wood. Yeah. Who do you put up there? Leonard, Nelson? Yeah. Hell, put Frank Reich. <laughs> Imagine a coach. <laughs> put Blue. Yeah. Blue for his trick shots. Blue's good for morale. Um, let's see. Who else do we got here? Is that it? No, let's go with uh, Zach. He says, KB. You, time out, time out. Yep. You, you think fans fans will boo if Vinny misses a kick? Not necessarily boo him. Maybe boo the situation. I th- uh, I think they will, man. You do? I, You're pretty set on it. I, I think... If he misses, if he misses a kick that's like a forty-six yarder, no. If he misses another PAT, yes. If he misses two straight kicks at home on Sunday, then they boo. His After the second one, for sure, boo. Yeah, tires slashed in the parking lot. Hopefully not. They park under the stadium though, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, they're not under the stadium, but in this little private area. Yeah. Um, dude, fans hate kickers. Yeah, but Vinny's got such I a know, but weird fans hold hate on people here. Is there a position in sports that fans have more of a distaste for than kickers? I'm talking any sport. Baseball, you're pretty much all on even ground. Basketball, you're all on even ground. Soccer, you're all, I guess the goalie sticks out a little bit, but you're all on even ground. Like, think I, about it. Yeah, I mean, kicker. It's such an it's such an individualized position and, and such a team sport that and, it 
naturally stands out. And plus, you know, like if Brad Bowen had season tickets and Kevin Bowen was a kicker at Cathedral High School, he'd be like, I just watched Kevin make three kicks against Shatard on Friday night. Yeah. And how can Adam ki- not do that? Like, well, and people kick- think anyone can kick. Well, and kickers, they kind of do it to themselves because obviously they're not. You know, I know Pat McAfee would argue otherwise, and probably rightfully so in his case. But a lot of times, they're not the greatest athletes in the world, no, and they don't fair, they don't pre- they don't present themselves in that way. So when people see this guy looking like a putz jogging <laughs> out there, and you're like, "What in the hell? This guy should be in section three ten at Lucas Oil with me." Yes, and somehow he's out yes. there. You know, but so it just zone. it rubs people the wrong way. Dude, I love. I, I know I've said this before. I love college kickers. Did you see that Michigan State video of that kicker this no. weekend? I'll send it to you. But no. that's what I'm talking about. He like this is the tweet is something along the lines of how could anybody from Michigan State expect him to make this kick after he ran out there like this? Yeah. And he's like flailing his arms <laughs> like he he just looks like the most unathletic person in the world. I'll send it to you. But that's oh. the basis of what I was talking about. Dude, I love kickers. Adam and Terry, first ballot Hall of Famer. Please make one on Sunday. From Zach. KB, your GM with the option of the following QBs as your franchise guy. Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Jacoby, Marcus Mariota, James Winston, Andy Dalton. Who are you taking? How far up the list is Jacoby? Holy shit. Well, I mean, no way on Dalton. No way on Mariota. And no way on Winston. Cousins, Brissett, and... um... Who was the other one? Dak. Dak's had a good start of the year, hasn't he? Yeah, I was going to say, I, for me, I think it's Dak, Jacoby, Kirk. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe flip Kirk Kirk or Jacoby. Yeah. I just I, 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 feel I, like I know we, Kirk's had some horrible moments in Minnesota, but, you know. I feel like we just know what Kirk Cousins is yeah. right now. And it, it, I, the, the book's still out on Jacoby. And that's the thing. You have a little bit more of hope with number seven than you do with whatever yeah. Kirk Cousins' number is in Minnesota. But with that list, honestly, with that list, I'm probably, again, I'm like, can I at least watch film on the 2020 quarterbacks? You know? Like, just let me at least look at film before I have to make a decision there. Uh, Let's go with Mark. Venturi thinks Brissett was actually pretty impressive, and some miscues are primarily due to top-tier defense. Additionally, he thought the fumble turnover was a bad call from the refs. Do you agree on that? You know, initially I thought it should have at least been reviewed by the booth. But then I went back and watched it, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, wait, he threw that pass behind him. That's a fumble, right? I mean, if you throw a pass behind you, that is a fumble. That's like throwing a screen pass behind the line of scrimmage when, you know, it's the same thing. So I thought maybe it should have at least been looked at. Um, But, yeah, I don't – I mean, I don't think that – no, I I think that was a good call. From Kevin – what should the Colts give up for Jalen Ramsey? Why not trade for him? Oh no, no, that that, that that's not happening. Um, first off, why would Jacksonville trade him within the division? Secondly, uh, Jalen Ramsey showed up to training camp in a Brinks truck. The Colts want you to show up in training camp in blue car Indy in a two thousand two. Toyota. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, ride the ride the red line to Grand Park. Like <laughs> I mean, they don't want you to do any I mean Does it go all the way up to Grand Park? Uh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um God, I almost went on a red line rant. I won't. Um 
No. Right? I mean, I, Jalen Ramsey's a great player, but how does he... I just think back to what Chris Ballard says. Like, you pay a guy that amount of money, he needs to stand for everything. And that doesn't mean Le'Veon Bell missing out on off-season workouts. That doesn't mean Antonio Brown doing the antics that he's doing or Odell Beckham having to come out off the field on a third down of a critical red zone rep because his visor's too tinted, or whatever the hell Jalen Ramsey's going to do. No, Jalen Ramsey will be someone else's problem. I don't, I mean, especially not for the type of draft capital Jacksonville wants right. in, in, in return for. Let's wrap up here, Kevin, uh, with Chuck. He says, do you think Andrew Luck has watched any NFL game since his retirement? Hmm, Chuck. This, is this um, Chuck the Blue? Yep. He always asks some good ones. Um, My gut says he has. Yeah, I do. Where? <sighs> See, everyone thinks he's traveling the world right now. Isn't his wife due pretty soon? I have no idea. I, I mean, she was she was super pregnant. Oh, not super pregnant. I mean, she was pretty pregnant, man, when we saw her at training camp. I, I thought she was due in November. Hmm. I, I, I don't know how the baby process works, but I would think September 17th, you wouldn't be traveling the world if the well, baby let me, was... Let me explain it to you. So, a, a mom and a dad get... <laughs> is this going to be did, our... Did the Carmel schooling system fail you terribly? Is this our explicit rating? <laughs> I thought it was just a stork flies from the... <laughs> um, I don't... I don't know. Is he going to Chatham Tap on a Sunday to watch EPL Hell on one no. TV and no. <laughs> Colts on the other TV? I don't... I honestly don't know. See, I, I don't think he has. Really? Yeah, I think he's at least taken this year to just totally relieve himself of anything and figure out whether or not he misses it at all or like. Yeah, I think he has, man. I don't know. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Um, what's coming up the rest of the week? All right, man, we're going to come back um, on Thursday afternoon. Like I said, it'll just be me on Thursday Um and then, and why I want to do Thursday afternoon, not Thursday morning, I want to see what Darius Leonard does at practice. So that's why we'll come Thursday afternoon back. Again, like we did last week, if you have any questions or anything, just DM me or tweet them at me. I'll ask a few on Thursday's show, but it'll be a little bit more Falcon-centric. And we'll hear from Adam Vinatieri by then and see if there are any other changes to his operation. And, um, yeah, man. Well, I'm sorry I won't be here on Thursday. You got I'm more important sorry things. I won't be here on Monday. I will miss being with you. I'll miss Kevin's Corner Nation. You won't miss it that much. Trust me. You big, won't. Big weekend. Greatest weekend of your life. Happy yeah. for you, man. Can't Thanks, wait dude. to be there. I'll be on the dance floor. Yes, sir. Um, I'll also be checking a little bit of Notre Dame, Georgia, possibly That's on my fine. phone. That's fine. Hey, I, okay. somebody either bring a laptop, we'll put it up on a table, stream it. We're good. Hey, you don't do do not tease me with that because uh, <laughs> I might be doing that. But again, uh, give some shout outs to Joey on Twitter. We're happy for him and his fiance Riley, and a fun weekend not only for the Molineros but also for the Colts inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Wow, Daniel Jones, the Giants' new starting quarterback. Oh my God, end of an era. My mom's gonna be so depressed. Eli Manning over. Yeah. Hmm. Probably smart. What a crazy time we live in, man. Big Ben down, Drew Brees down, Eli yeah. Manning done. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Oh, here we go. This is That's a July or June yeah, that topic is. That there. Is, that is. We got to end it. I'm sorry. He's Joey Molinaro. I'm Kevin Bowen. Everybody have a great week. Thanks for listening to another edition of Kevin's Corner. This has been Kevin Bowen. Thank you for listening to another edition of Kevin's Corner. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for the best Colts and Pacers coverage.